Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name's Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is... Sasha Black, you ruined our streak. I didn't, I didn't know this was a streak. I thought it was just a bit yeah. of fun long week. Oh, no. We did it for like three weeks, I swear. Sorry, Daniel Wilcox. Yeah, well, it's just not <laughs> Flip it now. People <laughs> have never it. listened I to the quit. show and be like, what I the quit. fuck are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, re- I'm reflective, I would say, Ooh, at this week. Yeah, I mean, so obviously for those who are on YouTube, you will be able to mm. see that I now have a background. My books are back, uh, which means my carpet's back. And well, back, I have carpet now. And um, so I'm now really looking to the future. And like, so I've sort of, I think I said it last week, or maybe I said it on a different podcast. Anyway, this it, getting the carpet and unpacking felt like the end of a junction for me. And um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future and, you know, the projects. And also, um, this week I got over an enormous uh, book blockage. It wasn't writer's block. I just, I, it was just mental shit in my head. And, um, yeah, I got over that. And... I so I kind of am starting to rebuild that faith that I can write books I don't know if you get this but (laughs) when I when I get to the end of a book or even like partly through a book I'm like I'm never I can't finish this book I'm never going to be able to write another one and um although I didn't have that with non-fiction because it's been so long since I published fiction I really I was worried that I wasn't actually able to do it anymore because the second book was harder than the first and the third is 50 times harder than the second so yeah I'm trying I'm trying to mentally get myself in a place where I can spend a lot of the rest of the year writing fiction. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's been a. It's been a busy week, um, sort of mingled with unexpected childcare and me giving myself <laughs> the usual more stuff than I could probably handle. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's been it's been productive. Um, I've got big chunks of the things done that I want to, uh, and. Yeah, I guess a lot of it is just a, a reminder in, in trying to balance how much you actually keep on your plate and what your expectations are. Um, mm. be- because essentially what's happened is I really... <laughs> so I promise to deliver episode three of When Winter Comes um, by the 29th of July. I started the book officially last Sunday because um, <laughs> I've been writing the other episodes. And the whole point was that I set the, the deadlines quite quite tight because I wanted to push myself get it quick just kind of like push through because when winter comes i wanted to originally release back in sort of may time um but obviously covid happened and everything else and yeah i think in a perfect world i'd be on track but the fact is the world isn't perfect things pop up and you don't always get the time that you want to commit to what mm-hmm. you're trying to do so um it's been a bit of a, a battle getting that done i'm 13 14 000 words through a 20 000 word episode um 
which so it's, it's going well. I've not got much more to do, but then it's also put me a little bit behind on some client work that I'm going to have to catch up on next week. Um, but again, once once that's done and in the hands of the editor and everything else, then it's basically just a case of me <laughs> reviewing the things that I'm doing and trying to learn where my limits lie. Um, but other than that, I've, which I've... I think we might do on a certain uh, yeah. brainstorming away day type thing that we're going to do. Yeah, me and Sasha are having a strategy day in yeah. person. Yeah, we are. And we may is... even record a podcast for you in person. I think we should. I think we should record the whole thing and sell it for a thousand pounds. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to give a shit. <laughs> Inside the writer's studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, I, I got myself into a position in which I'd half finished four books and I've now finished three of them. Um, which makes me feel good because again, that's mental declutter. Uh, yeah. And we should probably do a shout out because we had a lot of comments, <laughs> a lot of comments about our, our giggles and sugar last week, and yeah. uh, probably a little update on, on where we are with our with our sugar challenge. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we settle on this because we discussed me having a cheat day last Sunday, yeah. and it feels like you used that cheat day as a trigger for what I'm imagining you setting me up as me being the loser but I feel like we've probably so I agreed not to yeah I don't think there was a loser I think what happened is you sent me pictures of scones and cake <laughs> and suddenly I was Thank like you, yeah don't really feel like I'm competing anymore um, and I didn't know I was going to feel like that um I, I genuinely just thought you I was going to bag myself a, a cheat day at some point but I saw the scones and I was just like oh and I just lost, it just, it evaporated. Um, however, I do still feel accountable for losing weight and I have now lost a couple of pounds. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't really feel the competition anymore because you kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like it, it was a completely valid reason, um, but I can't, it just, it went. So that was, that the interesting was thing it. is like you say it's a valid reason. Um, and the reason for people who are wondering, it was, it was my granddad's 80th birthday and it was the first time I'd seen him in four months. My mum makes lots of homemade goodies. Like I'm, I'm not, not going to eat that stuff because it's effing delicious. Exactly. Interestingly though, one thing I did find was it tasted good, but it was nowhere near as satisfying as I thought it would be. Because I think by that point, a lot of the sugar had probably just flushed out of my system. But also, I probably could have just not eaten the treats there. Because if you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not there to eat cake. I'm not there to see my granddad. Um, You're not. But I think that um, that kind of extreme, uh, what's the word, where you uh, extreme discipline or like you know extreme what's the word like not doing something what is can you i can't word what's the discipline. word no it's not discipline no. you know when you just like don't do something yeah restriction when like there will if you were you know like a, 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 if you're an oh god i don't want to get into it basically what i'm <laughs> saying is there are going to be circumstances where it's completely valid parties birthdays you know uh, even really posh restaurants out or something where it's nice to have a treat once in a while. And I think restricting yourself from those occasions, you know, it just sort of takes a bit of something away. Like there was no need to restrict from that. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think it's completely okay. I, 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 yeah, it's just what happened. But anyway, <laughs> going forward, I, I uh, have gone back to training, which is good. So yeah, I still, I don't feel competitive anymore, but I still feel accountable for mm. it. So, and I think that's a good place to be. 
Yeah, absolutely. Particularly, yeah. I think you need to be more accountable to yourself anyway, I think. And I think the, the thing with that competition was we both knew that we were fucking stubborn. So yeah. like, it was there, not going to end well. <laughs> no, there was a part of me where I was like, okay, so I'm going to have this cheat day. She'll have her cheat day. And then I'm just never going to eat sugar again. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just not going to happen. And I know. Like, that was a genuine I, I, fear I, I, I had. I was like, I'm going to be 90. <laughs> yeah. Because I, you know, I, I'll live that long because I won't have eaten sugar, but I'll fucking yeah. hate my life. Exactly. Like it was not like, and, and that I really felt that as well. Like that is, I genuinely thought that was going to be the case. So I think mm. this, and this was the best way for it to end for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll add um, as well on my side, I'm, I'm on week six of my couch to 10 K app running um, up to running like four, four and a half K depending on what day it is. So that's going well. And I've managed to lose half a stone of which I'm very, very happy with in like two weeks. Cause there were months where I felt like I was doing stuff on my diet. I felt like I was exercising and nothing was shifting. Um, but yeah, then I jumped on the scales this week and was my, my eyes kind of popped out of my head. I was like, Oh wow. But you know, it's, uh, it's awesome. I'm happy. So, um, what's one thing that you've enjoyed this week? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Um, I can go if you want to. Yeah, you go first. And it's literally, it, it sounds like a cheat, but I did have one thing and I'm going to replace it with this cause I've just seen this, but, uh, I cannot remember who just posted it, but somebody posted an article on Facebook that was, a photographer has found old postcards of like swimming pools, bowling alleys, like these old hotels from like the fifties and sixties, black and white photos, people enjoying, enjoying their time, like swimming in the pool, blah, 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 blah. And then what he's done is he's actually created gifts where he's gone to those places, taking photos as they are now, as he's closed off, disused, graffiti ridden, empty pools, and literally just layered them one over the other. So it flicks between the two. And there's something so beautifully haunting about it because oh, I'm, well you I'm send a, it to me yeah I'll, I'll show it over after this but I'm 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 very I think we covered this a little bit before but I get really weird with like the passage of time and nostalgia and stuff I'm very like nostalgic at heart um and just that, to see you know that doesn't surprise me in the slightest no shut I know you're gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> but to see to see a pool when you've got you know these this, this couple sat at the side you've got some people swimming with their kids you've got like these guys lying down on, on the sunbeds and whatnot um in, in the old style swimsuits and then literally it just fades away and it's just like empty and the pool's full of rocks and dirt and the windows are smashed and things. And I'm like, you just, I don't know, just remembering it. Yeah. It's something hauntingly beautiful about that. And I think it's just, just yeah, it, it got Sounds me. Sounds like, like it might be uh, like a story prompt or mm-hmm. something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it sounds like I would like it because I love dystopian imagery, mm. but maybe we should include a link in the show notes for everybody. Yeah, me, I'll send that just so we both got that on record now. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, and again, as someone who's written post apoc there was a big element of, ah, uh, this is, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. have you, have you got one? Oh yes. So, uh, I, I have only watched one thing on TV this week <laughs> because I've been that busy. I know. No, no, fuck no. I gave up the news a decade ago. <laughs> um, so the thing that I watched this week was the old guard on Netflix, which has Charlie Theron on it. And oh my God. If you, if you watch it, which I strongly encourage you to do, for me, it was all about the dialogue and the theme of the film. And it was, the dialogue was a masterpiece and I'm gonna go back and rewatch it just so I can write down bits of dialogue that I thought was amazing. Um, 
whoever screen wrote it it was it was just fantastic and i know it's actually from a graphic novel mm. um but yeah what i mean i haven't read the graphic novel but yeah i highly recommend everybody watch it this week it was so good and uh, i can't wait to watch it again like with the analytical because the first <laughs> time it was so good and this is unusual for me because usually i can't switch off the anal the analytical you know like as a writer i look at everything with story structure and characterization all that shit um <laughs> but when i was watching it i i just got completely sucked in now it is pretty much the, the the peak the epitome of what i love about a movie and the genre and and the fact that it was a strong female protagonist so maybe that's less surprising and it might not be for everybody but fuck me the dialogue when you look at the theme it was just oh it just go, do yourself a favor and go and watch, watch it. it yeah mm. and she she is fierce in everything she plays like i'm a huge yes, fan of also extremely film. attractive mm -hmm. <laughs> it works it works um, yes, yeah, so check that out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I think it's also probably worth shouting out something that uh, was announced. I don't know if it was announced today or if it was like your your revealing of something exciting that you're doing next year. I don't know if you wanted ah. to do a little shout out to, to that. Yeah. So um, I think I think they are. I think they announced it last week. Anyway, I'll stop being vague. So <laughs> um, the Career Author Summit, which is hosted by Zach Bohannon and Jay Thorne, have just released their um, tickets, early bird tickets at the moment. So there's a few dollars off. Um, and somebody is going to be a speaker there. And that somebody is me. So um, yeah, I think I'm going to be on a panel. I haven't, I don't quite know all the details yet. So I'll be on a panel, I think. And um, yeah, so I will be there in person. Uh, you know, fingers crossed that all of... Corona. <laughs> all of that nonsense has um, gone. But uh, yeah, so if we'll also definitely put a link in the show notes uh, to that. And hopefully some of you will be there. And if you are, let us know, because um, I would love to uh, meet you and say hello. And, and yeah. Yeah. I bought my ticket as well, because I can't not watch you wet on stage. <laughs> yeah, like vomit a little bit just before I go on. Yeah, so we will... Probably we'll have to do an in-person podcast in America. Like mm. you can't not, you know. We'll oh yes, a live. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And and prepare our livers for the carnage that we will <laughs> unleash on I'm Tennessee. I'm so excited! It's gonna be. <laughs> I'm good. so excited. Too. Yeah, I saw that. I uh, it's one of those things where I saw the tickets and I was like, I'm just gonna buy them, and I've not really thought about anything <laughs> else around them. I'm like, okay, let's just yeah, this is gonna happen. We'll we'll make yeah. it work. Why not? Yeah. Um, Okay, also, so, tax write-off, hello. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, weekly confessional, have you done what you said you would did? What did I say I was going to do? Sasha will work on Trey, do more pros, cause slide decks, and possibly, this is not for accountability, have a completely finished office next time for when we record. Okay, so so my office is as finished as it can be until the end of the month. Um, so I did that one, which was the bonus. I I did work on Trey not as much as I wanted to. However, I the majority of my time this week was spent on working out the plot problem. And I'm trying to give myself credit for that because it basically took up a whole working day. Hmm. Yeah, I know. But I really struggle because I measure 
my mm-hmm. um, accomplishments in the number of words I get, which at the moment are pitiful. That's so going to be a really... question at some point. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, like that was a huge accomplishment. And since then, um, or since, so I suppose this week I've probably edited and drafted maybe four chapters. Um and um i have been working on the climax scene which is across two chapters yeah and i'm not quite finished it but yeah i've been working on that and then the slides yes so again didn't do as much as i wanted to but i've been working on really long modules um so they are actually like some of the modules were really quick for me to do so it's like bang 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 um but some of these are almost like three modules in one so it's frustrating because I like to tick things off but I'm getting bigger modules done so I think I've done like maybe one and a half so not as many as I wanted but they are bigger so Mm. yeah that's definitely something I think we should talk about at some point is like how to measure success like Like, is wrong (laughs) no like because I'm I'm exactly the same like I measure I measure each day by how many words I've got and I forget the fact that you know I might have like at the minute I'm overhauling my podcast for reasons that I won't go into yet. And I'm like, you arrange interviews and then you do podcasts and then you do design and you do this and you upload stuff and you do ads. And it's like, that doesn't matter because you only did 1000 words a day. And yeah, we'll write that at some point. Yeah. Another, another day, another conversation. <sighs> yes. Um, so mine was, uh, upload the when winter comes to pre-order, <laughs> which came at the right time because I'm pretty sure last time it was like, Oh shit. Yeah. That needs to happen today. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. That's gone Such out. The book, the book launched as well. Uh, so that went live Wednesday. It's doing, like I say, as well as I kind of hoped. Uh, reviews are all coming in strong. I'm getting quite a good conversion rate from people who have read book one into book two. Book three is now up for pre-order. And again, people are converting and starting to get their pre-orders for that. So yeah, it's, it's trickling by and it's, it's doing what I wanted to, which is nice. Um, and make a significant dent in the first draft of When Winter Comes 3, which, as I say, I'm 14k in, so I'd count that as significant. I would count <sighs> that as significant. Killing me. So another week goes, and we have no forfeits. <laughs> we should have, like, a pool of forfeits, and, like, they're stacked, so each week they just get progressively worse. <laughs> no, fuck that. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> or even just, like, every week we just put a fiver into a pot. Oh, that yeah, would be interesting. Like big, yeah, that would be interesting. Mm. We can, we I can do that with another family. Yeah, well, let's talk about that offline. Yes. So last week's question we asked was, how do you use competition to level up your author business? Yeah, and we had a couple of comments last week. So the first one was from Caitlin Duncan, who said, competition is low on my strengths scale. And she's referring to the Becca sign, I think scale uh, but I do have those feelings of I want my career to look like x best-selling author which pushes me to keep going and shift my focus on leveling up I never feel like I'm in direct competition with the other author but I do grab onto those feelings of envy and want and use them to my advantage which I loved I love I love the the and I think that's probably what we were alluding to last week yeah the, turning the um there is no competition really as indies but turning the feelings of um envy into inspiration which i think mm. is a really positive um way to approach it and then ts 
Yeah, exactly. TS Farman said, love this one. I was so excited to hear your strengths. I had to listen to it twice. I have very low competition, but I feel like the sound of others typing on their keyboards helps me to write faster. It's a competition, but only in my mind. And I, I reply yeah. to that sort of having a giggle because I think that's one of the reasons I like going to coffee shops because I see other people actually working. I'm like, yeah, I should, I should, I should probably actually get off Facebook and do something. Yeah, <laughs> there's nowhere to hide in a coffee shop. You just, no. yeah, who goes to a coffee shop and just sits on Facebook? Exactly, exactly. Mm. Beautiful. Okay, so are you ready for this week's question? No. No. Um, <laughs> so this, <laughs> this week's question, I decided last minute because of the day I've had. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know, you'll probably have some kind of uh, guess of where it might be going. Um, and I've also stolen the wording from a, a guy that I'm a huge fan of that we mentioned before, Tim Ferriss. And this is like a question he asks quite a lot of people quite often. Mm. And it is, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? We do have a weekly intake of breath, don't we? Mm-hmm. And then like a... Well, I'm okay, going to do for like so... a special episode. I'm just going to like take out all of those pockets <laughs> of like... <laughs> <laughs> we should have like a special effect of it. No. Um, oh, that is, a, that is a great question. Okay. So I, I, I feel overwhelmed quite a lot. Now, interestingly, having just said that, I haven't felt overwhelmed for some time. And I think the reason for that is I have been too distracted with moving and packing and the renovations and I've had various days off. So I haven't really got a routine. I think I feel overwhelmed more uh, when there is a long block of time and routine for me to work, which I don't think I knew until I just said that. And the reason for that is because I, as the days go, I'm obviously measuring, like I reflect on what I've done each day. This is using the Clever Fox journals and you stack those on top of each other. So then when I um, have a day where I haven't done something, I instantly get overwhelmed. That What was the question? When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Okay, so... So I think to answer that, I have to explain when I get that overwhelm. So I also get overwhelmed when um, I think about the future too much. Mm. Um, So like, for example, I've got um, beginning of the year, I'll do, I used to do yearly goals. Don't do that anymore. I only do quarterly goals because they're just far enough ahead that, um, that, Uh, I can actually get things done, but not so far in advance that it's going to take me forever. So that, oh, this is such an interesting question because I'm not answering this how I thought I was going to answer it. I'm answering this with the solutions that I've come up with rather than the overwhelm that I normally feel. So, and I think it's because I have actually created some mechanisms to stop it. So yes, so so I'm all over the place. I apologize for this. So one of the things that I do is quarterly goals. They're long enough that you can get something solid done like a book draft or an edit of a draft, um, but not so long that you then get distracted. Life changes things. um, Fucking Corona happens (laughs) or, you know, this kind of stuff. And also, um, I feel like it's a really good amount of time to track. So so that's that's one thing. I also use another system called Now, Next, Later, which I completely attribute to Katie Forrest from her... um, Time uh, management for authors. That's it, time... For writers? Writers, 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 I think. Um, And basically, she 
my whiteboard, um, I have my quarterly goals, and then I have three columns which say now, next, and later or soon. And then I have week complete and quarter complete. And I put my tasks on um, like magnets that I can move and I shift them along. And I it forces me to um, put things that I know I can absolutely get done this week or the important things in the now column. And then anything that is secondarily important into the next column and then stuff that I want to come on stream in, in the soon column. That has really changed the amount of overwhelm. And, I, and the reason is because my brain likes to see everything. I like to know everything that I've got to do. And that is on my like big, big plan, so to speak. And um, that's why the board works, because I can see my quarterly goals. So that eases my anxiety, mm -hmm. but they're not in my now column or, or they might be in my next column. So that really helps to reduce, um, reduce the overwhelm. And the other thing that I do is I and this is a bit um, like obsessive compulsive, but I do write a lot of lists and but the reason I am edging away from that is because sometimes they will really help and other times I'll feel worse. So that's why I really like the system that I am start, you know, I've really got to grips with this now, the now, next, later and the quarterly goals. And, and actually, I think it has, I can probably count on my hand the amount of days where I felt like that. Now the one and only last reason and I will shut up and then let you go that I, that when I feel overwhelmed is when I'm tired mm. and that's the end of it. Like the minute I get to exhaustion, I will then feel extremely overwhelmed because I will look at what I've got to do. And then my brain's like a real wanker and it will, <laughs> and <laughs> no, it is like, it's such a pissy little bitch because it'll be like, yeah, but you should be doing this and you've got this task that you need to do and that task that you need to do. And you, and you have to do all of these things. And it will start thinking about all the details. And when that happens, I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to write uh, the next quarters to do list and I'll put it there. Cause then it's safe. Cause I know it's coming on stream later. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's about psychologizing my brain, I think. Mm. So do you ever have a moment when you're sat there and say it's, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning, and you suddenly feel overwhelmed. You you just look at your your goals, your everything else, and that just spurs you on because you've got everything organised. Well, I will. <clears throat> I will. Use. It depends because sometimes it means I'm tired and I need to take the day off. Sometimes it means that um, the priorities might be wrong, so I might need to redo it. And sometimes just the action of rewriting it helps it's like a it's it is literally like a therapy i i i don't know if i've talked about it on this podcast but um i nearly did a phd in something called distributed cognition which is basically the concept where um like cognition for um purists happens in the brain inside the confines of skin and bone but for um those who are not purists if, for example, you draw, you say to somebody, oh, I just need to explain this, but in order to explain it, I've got to draw it for you. And then you are literally drawing a diagram. Arguably, that will be influencing how you're explaining something. So 
And if people like work stuff out on the page, where is that cognition happening? Is it happening in the brain or is it happening in the action with the, with the fingers? And that's why I really like physically writing things down quite a lot. Um, and why I can't ever really get rid of a physical journal in some form. And it's also why I handwrite each Mm. um like task on my board they they have to be handwritten i can't do to-do lists on digital anything it has to be huh. my hand yeah i know it's a bit weird but no it, I, I think it's a uh, from a lot of the stuff that i've read and a lot of stuff i've seen the actual art of handwriting actually aids in almost like the absorption of of the message yeah. you're trying to send to your brain as opposed to like if you're just typing with your fingers it's not really nothing but there's something a bit more unique in actually the cursive action of, of, of writing yeah. and it's why i can't get um a grip of dictation but to answer your question in in one sentence conclusion oh okay yeah i'll I just delete really... the last 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cheers mate um i really think the art of getting rid of overwhelm for me has been in developing a system for me to manage projects and tasks. And I think that's the only reason I suffer with overwhelm less. And Hey, I can almost guarantee you that come September when my kid goes back to school, I'm going to go, ah! <laughs> you know, because all of a sudden I have all of the time and all of the projects and all of the things. But, um, but yeah, tell me, I, I, I want to hear what you say. So I think my mine is probably quite similar. I think um, I think overwhelm something that I used to try and, and and bash my head and get through. And the so the interesting thing with what I was thinking when you were talking because um, I wasn't paying attention to you was <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, you're so not. So <laughs> I I used to have a very acute sense of of when I was tired and what my energy levels were, and then uh, and then I became an adult and. <laughs> and time is taken away from you and you don't really have an option as to whether or not you're going to do stuff because I worked in a full-time job. I had a child, I was doing all the writing stuff. And I think uh, you reach a point almost where you're, you're numb to tiredness because you just go through mm. the motions and you just do, um, which mm. isn't, is in no way healthy. So I think over time I've, I lost a good, uh, the, the understanding of how, how much I can put on my plate and realistically how I can manage sustainable productivity um, so that when I, when I went full time, obviously you then, you then clear a load of that mental crap because you're full time and you're free and your projects are yours. Um, and all your productivity goes in the shitter. Literally everybody who has ever quit <laughs> their job has been fucked for like six months. This is going, shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you do find that particularly for the first year, there was a lot of finding new projects to do to fill that time. And, um, like my... I think my issue at the minute and probably why I've been quite overwhelmed today, because I've done a good amount of writing over, the, over this week. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, what's the word? It's enough. It's, it's plenty of writing. It's, it's more than, you know, five, well, three, four years ago, I'd ever dreamed of, to have done in a week. But then add on top of that, the fact that I run a podcast, add on top of that, the fact that I run another podcast, add on top of that, the fact that I'm doing client work, add on top of that, that I've got like a few other projects in the work. I think it's very easy to muddy the waters and, like you say, if you haven't actually got everything that you're doing in your sites, you worry, well, part of your brain spends its energy and worrying where that one extra thing has gone. So I tend to find that I'm not as organized as you are, but when I reach this point, I generally have like an evening or a day where I just stop and I just, I just put my foot on the brakes and I go, okay, there's no point plowing ahead because you're just going to make yourself worse. 
and then I'll spend a couple of hours like updating where everything is, what's going on, uh, trying to like rein everything back in so that I can then focus and go with, with what I need to. And I know that when I do get overwhelmed, uh, similarly with you, one of the big factors is tiredness. And mm. <laughs> probably I, I think I might have, uh, in hindsight, <laughs> got a bit too ahead of myself last night because I was like, I had a great day. I smashed 8,000 words of this story. This is fucking awesome. And then like, finished at five and I sat down and I had pizza because I was like, yeah, glory, I've lost half a stone. And then I had like whiskey as well. So probably like the heavy carbs and the drinking might not have helped with my energy levels this morning because um, I was quite tipsy and it was a good feeling. <laughs> not, not in the morning. Um, but yeah, so th th there's an element of that. But then I do tend to, like I say, just put my foot on the brakes, try and reprogram everything and stop because today, today has been a slog. I, I've had... No, there's no excuse. Um, that's a lie. There are some reasons as to why my energy levels are lower. As I said to you earlier, I ran 4K this morning, like pretty much nonstop. Um, but it's very easy to forget all these other factors that are happening because your physical body is separate to your mind, which is separate to your fingers. So I think sometimes I just need to remember to step back, um, look at where my energy is being spent um, and you know, just, just adjusting where it is. One of the big factors I do have that I, I know straight away when I'm going to have a less productive day is when I'm not thinking about it the day before. So if I get myself into a position in which I'm tired and I just go to bed and fall asleep, I wake up in the morning and it's guesswork from then, from then on. Now I'm not, mm. I'm not a heavy militant, write everything down the night before, but when I go to bed, I'm normally like, okay, so I'll wake up, I'll go for my run. And then at this time, I'll do the X way and then, you know, I'll do that in the afternoon. And if I haven't had that thought process, that pattern, then I do find that the next day, my body just it loses its sense of direction. And I'm just kind of like floating as I'm, as I'm trying to, to write and get work done. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm trying to think of like tangible takeaways in this. One of them, obviously maintain your, your tiredness levels. Um, maintain one, how tired you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Manage. Manage, manage your tiredness. Um, obviously, keep a hold of all the things that are going on. Cause I, th I think it harkens back a little bit to the question that um, I asked you before about how do you organize your, your business and stuff? Mm. Um, because it is difficult and this, this isn't uh, exclusive to author business. This is pretty much every fucking business, but it's difficult to manage regular things that happen each week, as well as the things you didn't see coming as well as the things you have to do as well as keeping an eye on the weeks ahead to when you need to start looking at stuff. Um, and I don't think there's not really like an answer or a solution apart from finding a way to manage that and get better. But I do find that my, my organization tends to come in pulses. So it'll be like plan. I'm fine for six to eight weeks. I hit a wall. I get overwhelmed. I stop, I plan. And then I kind of go ahead that way. And there's probably a better way to do it, but um, that's it. And then one, one other thing that I do do is uh, I, <laughs> I, I read for a start and try and just read for pleasure. Cause I was saying to you as well, a couple of weeks ago that I've gotten into a position where everything that I do has some kind of measurable part of it. So even my reading at the minute, I'm panicking trying to like catch up with books because I've set myself a target of reading 50 books this year and like it's doable. And I did it last year and I'm now ahead again, but in measuring that and challenging myself, like it doesn't take into account like a hundred page book versus a 500 page book anything like that i think i've just gotten to a point in which i'm not enjoying books as much because i'm feeling like i'm just having to get to the end so i can tick that off instead of leisurely taking that at my own pace 
Yeah, and so that's really. Have you? Did you take Becca Symes' strengths thing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get results though because. So this did this point in the story, but essentially I set it up to do it. I went off pick Bailey up, came back. The screen was still loaded. I went for all the questions and then didn't realize, obviously, because there was a timer at the front, that it wouldn't take any of my submissions because you have to refresh the screen and start from scratch first. So oh, I then was that's... like, I can't be asked to take it again. I need to. So, I need to. Well, so it's interesting because, um, so obviously we discussed last week how competition is high on mine. And I have set Goodreads goals for the past God knows how many years. Um, and I do it really... It, <laughs> So when I first started, the first year I read 36 books and that, I think that was the year that Atlas was born. So that was a very low number for me. And previous years I'd been reading well over a hundred books because I had no child and no responsibility. and I didn't really do anything else with my time. I don't think I've ever um, read a hundred books in a year. Oh, I, I, I probably read closer to 200, but before I Damn. went to university, yeah, I was prolific. I didn't, I had no friends and I didn't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like that was it. That was my life. I just read books. Um, and, um, so what, what was the point of this? Okay. Yeah. So I find it very motivating to have a figure that I have to hit. And the reason I find it motivating is because each week it tells me if I'm behind or, or ahead of schedule. And I like very much to be ahead of schedule. Huh. And so I find it motivating. However, I also find it really frustrating because there are some very thick books that I want hmm. to read. And, um, I can't really do that because I won't hit my goal and I won't allow that to happen. So, um, so I think next year I may lower the goal, um, just so that I can read some of the thicker books. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't, Im but reading at pace doesn't impact my, um, impact my enjoyment, reading things that I can't, so reading things that I can't put on there, um, like for example, client manuscripts that are not yeah, published, yeah. really frustrates me because that <laughs> that is reading and it's a whole book and it doesn't count and 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 I get very grumpy about that. Um, so things like that that I that, that I can't um, count. I find very frustrating and that impacts my enjoyment of reading. Yeah. I've uh, recently added the two episodes of when winter comes that I've, I've released because I've written them, I've read them and they count multiple they times. Count. I wish I could add them, but yeah. So I think uh, a big lesson for me that I'm working on is because the thing is, it wasn't a bad thing in the beginning. Like I learned that gamifying and challenging myself was making me more productive. Mm. I think I'm now at that point in which maybe in some arenas it's gone a little bit too far. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a slow reader. I'm not a fast reader. I'm, I feel like I'm a very average reader, but I can read through a book fast if I'm trying to understand the story, but not so much taking in the actual uh, intricacies of the language and whatnot. So I, that's, that's the part I've missed where I've, I've gone quickly through particular books because I'm like, either I'm reading it because it's a friend's book and I, I want to understand the story and obviously like support them. Um, or I'm just like, it's just a bucket list or like a tick list book or whatever, but yeah, I I'm trying to. That. Yeah. I wish I could. No, I really wish I could. I read every single word and I, I am a very slow reader, like not very slow, but I am like pretty, I'm slow compared to most writers that I know 
if that makes sense. Like writers typically get, pick up speed because they read all the time. Yeah. But I'm still slow, I feel, compared to a lot of people. Um, and I do yeah. read every single word. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that final takeaway there, probably gamifying things less, reading for pleasure. Um, and particularly today. So I reached a point at, I don't know, like an hour before I was due to pick my son up where I was just staring at the screen and nothing was happening. YouTube was there. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to sit and watch YouTube videos. So I ended up, um, cause I'm expanding. I, I built my book, uh, like a bookcase on top of my, my desk. If you want to see it, check out my Instagram. Um, but I'm basically <laughs> raising that higher because at the minute it's a bit too low and where the monitor sits, it's not sort of decent for, for writing. And also <laughs> if I want to upgrade and get a Mac, then it's not going to fit in that gap. So I'm, I'm raising the whole thing up. And so I just went out into the garden and I started just sawing some wood and just being out in the sun and just doing something productive that was far away from, from writing. Um, something that I enjoy, something that's different, relaxing and quite, quite simple really. So yeah, just sometimes just stepping away from it is the answer as much as it mm. pains you. Cause I said to you, I've got and, no and time to get that. done, but but building that into a weekly routine. I know you're talking about basketball and stuff, but I can't yeah, tell yeah. you how much Taekwondo helps me because it's a moment of absolute being completely present without work being, it just doesn't touch it. Yeah. So this is, this, this podcast is my only punctuation mark in the week. It's the only, the only fixed thing that doesn't move apart from obviously like having my son at weekends and stuff, but yeah. like, this is, yeah, this is the only fixture I have that reminds me of where I am in the week. Yeah, you definitely need to go and get in that basketball club or something. When it opens again, which yeah, uh, yeah. might be soon, to be fair. I'll, I'll yeah, well, but Taekwondo's back, so. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I think that probably wraps it up. We've, we've babbled. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think it's a useful question to have, and I think it's something that uh, you, you don't experience once that's so just useful to keep working. I also like that... Um, Essentially, your your analog board is a Kanban board, similar to Trello, but obviously you've got the, the whole handwriting thing. Yeah, I might, it is. I, I might play around with Trello again. I did I did do well at one point with that. We'll see. But yeah, so this week we want to ask you guys, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? And Sasha, how are you leveling up your author business this week? Yeah, I was just looking at my uh, Kanban-y type board. Um... So I think I'm only going to put two things on my list because realistically, those are the two priorities. Um, and those are the only two things I should be working on. So I will work on Trey and I will work on the pros course. Oh, I forgot to add this week. I also started, oh no, never mind. I did some other bonus stuff for the course. I, needed, <laughs> I, I need recognition for that. So, um, so yeah, I will work on, on the pros course and I will work on Trey. Nice. I will have finished When Winter Comes 3, ready to, <laughs> ready to submit the final files to pre-order in seven days. Um, and then it's, it, it's fine because after that, I've got a month until the next release. So um, this, this is going to be a big book. I'm, I'm predicting it's going to clock in at a minimum of 130,000 words. Like there, there's story here. Um, so I'll, I'll have done that and... I'm going to leave it at that this week because I've got client work and things that I need to do as well. So I don't want to yeah. kill myself. Uh, Beautiful. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully that's useful. Go and comment over in all the places where this is posted. And Sasha, I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.